Welcome to the Sermon B-Side Podcast, a podcast of Liberty Church in the Harrisburg region of Central Pennsylvania. Sermon B-Side is designed to be a resource to answer your questions and to go deeper into the conversation started by each week's sermon. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another week of the Liberty B-Side Podcast. My name is Steve King. Alongside me is Bob Carvella. Bob, welcome to another week on the podcast. Good to be here once again. I, this is, what, five or six times I think I've been on the podcast. Think Always so. a pleasure. Yep. All so, right. How are you doing? I'm doing, I'm doing well. Yeah, we missed you and your family yesterday. We were out of town. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of people. Uh, the, these weeks are always filled with people traveling. Yeah. Being out of town. Last week Last week was the combined service. Not yesterday, but a week ago. Yes. And it was a great combined service. Yeah. <clears throat> we talked about that last week. Um, but there were like also a number of families that were traveling. And because they were traveling, it almost allowed everyone to fit in one room together. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yesterday, I'm sure people were traveling again. And, you know, I, I was kind of wondering heading into yesterday what the... What it might be like coming off of that uh, combined service one, or one service, a lot of people in the room and just the singing was wonderful that Sunday. And then coming off of that, knowing that we were going back to two services, but also knowing that uh, Matt was away, Matt and his family away, you and your family away, number of other families away, and just wondering, you know, how, how, what's that going to be like coming off of yeah. the one service and and uh God was was very much present yesterday. Really enjoyed the singing. It's great. Uh, yeah, death was arrested at the end of both services. Just really uh, very moving for me. That song really grabs me, and uh, just just a good time to be together with yeah. uh, with God's people yesterday. That's great. Yeah, I'm sure it was a great day. Um, I watched the your sermon online, but you don't always. I didn't watch the. Uh, I wasn't able to watch live online. We yeah. were in church ourselves somewhere else and then driving after that uh, but then watched the sermon this morning via the YouTube link but didn't get a can't, can't have a feel for like the service right, right the day so yeah. I'm sure it was a great day yeah yeah good. good day to be together yeah for sure you preached yesterday so there we go right anybody who doesn't know like Matt was out of town I was a few people out of town well you preached yesterday yes. Bob which is always a, a gift to our church when you're preaching Thanks. Um, and now you're on the podcast to talk about that again yeah uh, nowhere in the summer uh, weeks right now. Some Bible studies are meeting, some are not. Anyone that's listening for the first time, yeah, we do these B-side podcasts just as a recap of the sermon series or the sermon that's preached on a Sunday, bring some application for Bible study groups to be talking about. Yeah. The summer weeks feel a little bit more change. We're relaunching Bible studies via our, few normal, weeks, yep. our normal rhythm. A few weeks, they open up on the 15th of August, um, and then they'll start meeting again in September. We'll talk about me that at the end. I'll give a little yeah, pitch for that at the end. Sounds good. But jump in as our preaching pastor yesterday. Give that two-minute summary of what you preached on yesterday and the main takeaways. Yeah, so uh, I preached uh, yesterday as we go through the nine rhythms. Yesterday was daily prayer and Bible study. And I used Psalm 19 as my text. And it was kind of interesting, just a brief aside here, on Friday night, I was uh, laying in bed, just getting ready to go to sleep, and I'm not sure why this popped into my head at that particular moment, but it, the thought suddenly occurred to me, we we did Summer in the Psalms last summer. I yeah. bet Matt preached on Psalm 19. And as I mentioned, I'm a note taker, uh, so I went down and uh, looked through my notes. And this not is stressing only- me out, by the way, right now, because you did this on Friday night. 
Yeah. Okay. Not only did he <laughs> preach on Psalm 19, it was the kickoff sermon of the whole series. Oh, on wow. Okay. I did, I did not recall that. Yeah. Right. So that's what it was. Uh, obviously, I did not recall that either. So <laughs> I, I intentionally didn't listen to his sermon because I thought if I listened to his, I'd probably have to rework all of mine. And so, uh, but I think, I think it would be good if, if folks wanted to go back and listen to Matt's sermon on Psalm 19 if they wanted probably a deeper dive into that psalm itself. I think Matt did a great job of, of uh, opening up that psalm and applying it to our lives. My focus was specifically on daily prayer and Bible study, so I think I tried to use that as a springboard to hit on those themes, maybe a little differently than, than if you were just preaching a general sermon on Psalm 19, as Matt did. So I, I looked at uh, Psalm 19 in, in three parts mostly for focusing on verses 7 through 14. So what God's Word does, um, or what God's Word is, right. what God's Word does, and how we respond. So in contrast to especially the times that we live in where, where there is a perception anyway that there is no truth, that um, there's probably not a whole lot that people feel like they can really uh, trust or believe, not government, not media, not um, not really anything that they would look around. At. Sadly, not even the church mm. sometimes. Yeah. Uh, that in contrast to all of that, God's word stands perfect, sure, right, true, clean, and pure. Um, it it stands, and it's it's really its own authority. Uh, it's self testifying that it is. Uh, the authority uh, over our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, then what God's word does, and just that part really blessed me because I, you know, as I think about God's word and and where I am, it I, it really could be crushing to uh, think about how far how far short we fall of God's standard as He presents it in His word. But instead, God's word is restorative; it brings life. It um, enlightens the eyes. It it has those sorts of effects on us. If we trust in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, it has that effect on our lives mm-hmm. uh, to bring about life and, and to guide us. Uh, back in the section about how, what God's Word is, I talked about Calvin's observation that uh, Scripture should be the spectacles through which we see the world around us, uh, but also yeah. see ourselves yep. and... Uh, that should be the lenses through which we filter life. Um, and then how we respond to God's word. And um, there I talked about how, how David responds by praying. And he prays for forgiveness, mm-hmm. uh, both for the sins that he cannot see as well as the sins that he knowingly commits. And, and boy, we, we engage in both of those on a regular basis. We may not... Uh, outwardly say, I don't care what God says, I'm going to do it anyway. But if we read and study the Bible, we know what his standard is. And, you know, to the extent that we gossip or lust or envy or all those other things, we're, we're basically doing that yeah. in that moment saying, I don't, I don't really care what God says. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Uh, but God not only pardons us, but he breaks the power of sin over us. And uh, we need to ask him to do that daily. And then also praying a prayer uh, for mission and just the, the conclusion of that prayer and how it applies 
to so many areas of our life. I've only really heard it applied, for the most part, uh, as pastors begin their sermon. Mm. But really, in in all sorts of situations that we face throughout the day, you know, if we prayed, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. I just think that would orient our hearts and minds in such a way that those interactions those meetings at work, the the class that you're in at school, whatever the case may be, uh, that sets things up for it to go in a much more God honoring way than if mm-hmm. we just go in with our own wisdom or or our own approach to how we deal with those situations. Yeah, and then you know applying all of that to daily prayer and Bible study. <clears throat> Particularly with respect to Bible study, uh, just not uh, relying on uh, the Sunday sermons that we hear each week. You know, as great as Matt's sermons are, we can't just eat once a week. We need that steady diet from God's Word. And doing that in community, I find, for myself anyway, is a really helpful way to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then daily prayer, because we need prayer daily for God to forgive us and to guide us in, in the things that He wants us to do and how He wants us to respond to the situations that he presents into our lives. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Good summary, <laughs> too, by the way. Um, I, I the, the sermon is top of mind for me because I listened to it just this morning, and that was, that's even a helpful kind of reminder of everything I listened to. Um, thank you for not listening to Matt's sermon. That would have stressed me out. <laughs> because when you write a sermon, uh, in my mind, I'd go, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to read yeah. any of their books. I don't want to do anything else because I'll be prone to like go in and tweak and write exactly. up exactly right up to the buzzer. Yeah. Start, start tweaking to the to the opening, you know, jump there of the sermon. So yeah. by midweek, I I had it ninety nine percent done. Yeah, and I'm like, it's too late to take this cake out of the oven yeah. and start baking it again. There you go. That's good. <laughs> I did appreciate, so yeah, go walking through that a little bit. And again, maybe, um, so we'll do some quick commentary here. Yeah. You know, if this is helpful for anybody just for as you are meeting with people or just continuing to um, to apply this to your own life. Although, uh, daily prayer and Bible study, if there's a lesson here that there's a discipline to do this, we need it. There's also a discipline of doing this with others. Yeah. And so um, it's great if you're listening to yourself, just want to. Uh, grow yourself in these areas. Uh, speak with it with others. Bring it to others and grow. Yes. You know, relationship. But I, I did, I, I did appreciate. Um, you know, David writing saying that God's word is perfect, sure, right, pure, clean, and true. Um, it just feels so counter to this uh, relativistic yes. part of history that we're in, where hey, you have your truth, I have my truth, and so long as nothing, as long as what our lenses on the world don't bump into each other, everything goes. Yep, that's right. Um, yeah. And that just feels like such a counter. I'm sure you kind of felt that too. And that is that is what the word is for us. It's actually the rock. It's the anchor. Yes. It's the unchanging source of truth. It very much is. And <clears throat> and that's why we need it every day because we, we encounter situations each and every day that, that um, especially in the times that we live in, where, where we're challenged in, in overt ways, but also just in very subtle ways. Uh, about yeah. what is true and yeah. and how do we respond to certain situations and do we respond um, faithfully in those situations, uh, walking in the ways that God has laid out for us in Scripture, or do we um, do we uh, compromise what we believe to fit yeah. in with the culture of the times, with the spirit of the times, and we have to be wise about that. That doesn't mean that every 
every situation is an open confrontation, you know, warfare, that kind of thing. Uh, but we have to be true to what God's word says and, and to live that out in the day-to-day situations of life. Yeah. Yeah. And that gets harder and harder in the times we live in. It does. It gets, it gets really hard and, um, not just kind of this, uh, this relativistic approach, but thinking, I I see this player in my own life. I think I observe it in culture, uh, the rising urgency of everything around us. Yes. Um, and so it's not even just that there's a challenge to know what is true. It's a challenge to even know what's, what's even good and right to focus on as true, Yeah. you know? And so we get distracted and, um, labored with so many opinions to decipher and news cycles to take in. And like, if you, if you, if you don't have an opinion on every, you know, thing that's happening in the world right now, if you don't have a hot take, it's yeah. just like every, just, it's so crushing sometimes. And, um, God's word also calls us to just like a certain amount of peace yeah. and, and just contentment. Oh, yeah. Um, and what is that peace and contentment rooted in? I think, it's it, it's broadly rooted in just the truth of who God is yeah. and what He says about the world. You know, I talked about the news media yesterday, and I I don't often watch network news. Um, just got out of the habit of doing it. I pick up news from different sources, but I we were visiting my sister a couple of weeks ago, and she had the news on uh, one of the network newscasts. So there's a 30 minute newscast. I don't know how many stories they would have covered in 30 minutes. But for the first 25 <clears throat> minutes of the newscast, every story was breaking news. Sure, okay. <laughs> and it was like, they, there can't be 12 breaking news stories in one day. But it just, everything is an emergency. It's an urgency. And it it just, even watching that newscast, it created a lot of anxiety. Right, for sure. Right. I can't handle all right. this. And against all of that, we have the Word of God that right. stands true and sure yep. and is really an anchor for us. I'm thinking that just reminds me of truly the wor- the world. And so we'll pick on the news here for a moment because the world does bring to us this distraction of urgency. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it invades our spirits. But like the news does this. I'm thinking of kind of a spoof video I saw so many years ago. A reporter doing a spoof on it was supposed to have like a major weather event, yeah. and so it's it's someone I went to college with. He made like a video of just like he's outside reporting on. It's like breaking news. The story. It's like nothing's happening because the storm is not coming. There is no, the storm is not nearly as bad. But he just keeps reporting on like breaking news. There's, yeah, it's drizzling. There's yeah. a flurry on my head. It's like yeah. you know we get pulled in to think. Right. It's just constant distraction, right? Um, and it and it robs us of of peace and joy. Now that's a little bit of a tangential application. To the reality that, you know, the word is perfect. The word is sure and right and pure and clean and true. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a source of truth. It also tells us about um, there's varying levels of degrees of importance that we should focus on. Yeah. The other thing I thought of, and I I probably could have talked more about this yesterday, but there, you know, only so much time. But, you know, we we should, and, and it gets somewhat to that thing about Calvin and the spectacles, you know, what? What are the sources that we are uh, allowing to shape our minds? Yeah, um, you know it should. I it should be God's word that is the primary shaper and um, informer of how we think about life. But in this day and age, with with not just 
news media and that kind of thing, but podcasts and other kinds of social media outlets, whether it's Twitter or Instagram or TikTok or whatever else is out there, or just the opportunity that is available nowadays to binge watch TV shows Mm. uh, one after another, after another, after another. And we may think um, we can watch that and it has no impact on our thinking or on our way to view the world and that kind of thing. I think it does. I think we have to be careful about about the the influences that we allow to shape the way we think about life and about ourselves and yeah. about the world. And and uh, again, the Bible is the anchor for our souls, and it should be the primary lens through which we view the world. And if we're if we're spending little time in the Word and a lot of time with these other sources mm. shaping our thinking. Think, I think it would be wise for us to reconsider that. Yeah. Yeah, that's even maybe a, I'm not a perfect example of that by any means. Um, but an observation I've had in my own life is I've been prone to fit something into everything, every moment of my life. Yeah. Right? So I'm like, yes. oh, okay, yeah. so I'm driving. Oh, see, I'll be in the car for 20 minutes there. I can listen to that podcast. Then then I'm here. I can make that phone call. Just, and I've, I've, I've uh, been challenged in reading, learning, discerning, he, I ironically probably through a podcast of like the, 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 the value of protecting time yeah. and just going like, Hey, you know, I'm going to take this next 30 minutes I have, whether it's a drive or a watch, just like actually do nothing, yeah. actually just do nothing, but observe the world around me. Just like pray, pray to God, yeah. just like, just discern in the moment, let my mind go into just a different state, you know, rather than always trying to squeeze something in. Oh Yeah. Even, you know, thinking about the end of Psalm 19 there, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart. We allow so little time nowadays, many of us, yeah. myself included, to meditate. Sure. And just to let God's word uh, percolate in our heart and mind and soul. We're always, I, I'm very guilty of this, filling every minute with uh, some sort of activity, whether yeah. it's it could be music. It could be uh, a podcast. It could be just scrolling through whatever social media. Um, it's so easy to do. Uh, I find myself and and uh, find myself falling into that trap all the time. And rather than just uh, like the other verse in scripture, being still, yeah, and knowing that that uh, He is God. Very little time to be still nowadays. And, yeah. We can just get swept into the current of that uh, cultural mindset, or we can step back and uh, rest in the surety of God's word. Yeah. Let's double down on um, on the end of your sermon as we may would close this out. Just yeah, yeah. The, the call to... Because we had no questions. We had no questions today. There, well, there it is. There's a piece, right? Yeah. You don't send questions in, right? We just... Yeah. We're, we're going to end up talking about baseball. <laughs> That's what's going to happen, right? So... All right, so no, yeah, no questions given. So always bringing questions um, each week as you're willing and able to. So uh, the how we respond with a lens of mission mm-hmm. um, and the word orients us to that. Maybe just Bob, what would be a, a challenge or two that you'd have for our people as we do that individually and collectively? I know you talked about that a little bit in the sermon yesterday. Yeah. But just kind of like double down on that. And just call us again to that lens of mission and how we respond to the Word of God. Yeah, so as I mentioned, Matt's going to be preaching on mission in a few weeks, so I'm sure he'll have much more to say about this. But, but I, you know, if reflecting on my, my time of work, 
I don't know how often, I probably not too often, I began the day by thinking or praying along these lines. It's just so easy to drive to work, get out of your car, walk to your office, and just get started with the day. And, you know, maybe you had a, a uh, maybe I had a quiet time at work as we used to, I don't even know whether that's the term that's used nowadays, but a private devotion time, read the word, pray a little bit, and then get the kids off to school and get to work and get on with my day. And it's so easy to get just, just get swept into the, to the uh, momentum of that particular day. Yeah. Um, the to-do list that you have in front of you, the meetings that you have going on, the interactions with coworkers that you have. And it just, uh, the current just kind of takes you along and, and just, uh, you know, there were a few times during my work career where I would take time at lunch to, uh, I, I kept a copy of the Valley of Vision at work, yeah. which is a, a prayer guide, which is a, a compendium of prayers of the Puritans. Um, and that sounds kind of heady, but it's, it's really very accessible and, I found I have found it over the years to be a really helpful resource. But just even midway through the day to to read some of the prayers in there and reorient my mind towards, you know, I'm I'm here to do a good job for my employer. I'm here to um, you know, provide for my family. I'm but ultimately I'm here to serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that may involve evangelism. We always, sometimes we tend to think, well, that means I'm only at work to evangelize. There may be opportunities for that, but just in the way that I carry myself and the way that I conduct myself and the way that I go into meetings and the ways that I talk about coworkers, talk about whatever situation we're dealing with in the meeting, yeah. you know, to, so that uh, those things are fueled by uh the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart, God's word being alive within within me that bears itself out in the way that I conduct myself at work and yep. the way that I view work itself. And um, yeah, so so there were times when I did that well. There were many times when I didn't. And, uh, you know, at this stage in my life, um, I'm trying to do that better, even in retirement, semi-retirement whatever you call this season of life that I'm in. <laughs> it's not retirement, Bob. <laughs> so, Next yeah. Chapter. yeah. So I would, I would just encourage folks who are still in the midst of their career or even uh, parents at home with their kids, you know, as they start each day and as they interact with all the different behaviors that they know they need to respond to uh, with the way their kids act in different ways, just that their words and their the, the, it, their interactions with their kids with their spouse, with their neighbors, or ever, would be rooted in um, God's Word. Yeah. And, and that happens as we study God's Word daily. Yeah, yeah. And that's hard. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a good, that's a good good challenge because that is hard. Life gets busy. Yeah. Relationships can be contentious at times. Yeah. Parenting kids in different seasons is hard, yeah. right? Um, so, that, that's not, that's uh, sounds like, you know, well, it doesn't sound like a cliche challenge, but it's like pieces of that could be like, oh, yeah, it's the, it's the same stuff. Well, the simplicity is actually the brilliance of the discipline yeah. sometimes, which yeah. is it does it does form us and shape us just like 
the other things we engage in our lives are forming us and shaping us. Yeah. We want that word to be doing that. Sure. I, that article that I mentioned at the beginning of my sermon, it, it went on to, it, it's a very good article and it provides some words that I found hopeful. Uh, he, he talked a lot about Galatians and how in Galatians, Paul says, you were saved by grace. Now you think you grow by your works. Hmm, yeah. Uh, we grow by grace also. And we, we shouldn't think that God was pleased to save us. Now he's impressed by our quiet times and our uh, personal devotion time. Mm-hmm. Um, we need him to guide and direct those times as well. We shouldn't think of those as being merit badges that we earn God's extra special blessing and favor because we do those things. We do those things in response to God's grace that he has shown us. And as we do that, then then we see more of his grace. It's not that he gives us more grace. We just see more of Mm, it. Uh, Our eyes are open more to all of the wondrous works that he's doing in our life and So that we can praise him and serve him in greater and greater ways. Yeah, that's good. That's well said. Thanks for bringing that yesterday. Thanks for jumping on the podcast this morning to review it. Uh, Next week we continue in the rhythms of grace, and so it's going to be on the on Sabbath. Sabbath. Greg Kabakshian. Yeah, will be our resident. Looking forward to having Greg up there preaching. Yeah. Um, and then he's uh, hard at work right now. He's, he's hard got, at work. He's got one of the tables out in the uh, fellowship room. Yep. He's got books all over the place. He is, yep. he's getting it done. This so is, we're looking forward to this it. This is time. great. I love it because what a great, um, I just think it's a fun, I love a good challenge, right? Yeah. Like if you, I'd be up for the spontaneous challenge of any kind. Right. Yeah. And so if like you said, Hey, Hey Steve, I need you to do this. I'm like, all right, I'm game for it. Might, yeah. might blow it completely, but I'm game for anything. I like, I like spontaneous challenges. Yeah. Well, here's Greg. He's two weeks into the job, and we're asking yeah. him to preach on uh, on Sabbath and our rhythms of grace. Oh, yeah. Because so. when you and I preach, if we say something silly, the, the folks know us. That's so right. they're like, yeah. eh, that's just Steve or that's yeah. just Bob. But folks don't know Greg that well. So No, if he says something silly, we probably get complaints. We're going to get complaints about the hiring, the onboarding. <laughs> it's, like, it's really on us. This is a, oh, my no gosh. Pressure, we, Greg. we better go tell him to get his act to you. No. He, Greg's going to do a great job. Yes, we have will, full confidence sure. in, in what he's doing. He's super excited to have him preach uh, next Sunday, and then relational pursuit after that, mission, and then bodily consecration. Uh, so there's some great, a couple a couple left in the Rhythms of Grace oh, yeah. before we start our fall yep. series. And again, Bible studies yes. um, will be opening on August 15th. So that's a week from today. Yeah. So again, if you're listening to this, yes, a lot of times people stay kind of in and around the same studies, but there's always new people joining, which we love and um, we're expanding the number of groups that we have. So be on the lookout for that in the weekly news. We'll announce it next Sunday. Um, and then that starts in September. It aligns with our sermon series in First and Second Kings, which launches the week of September 11. So it's just kind of a couple weeks building up to get enrolled in a study so you're ready for the launch when it occurs. Yep. And uh, I know the study guide is coming together. It looks like another great resource that Bible studies will be able to use to uh, yeah. to really fuel their Study and understanding of God's Word. Yeah, looking forward to it. Well, hey, everyone, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Hope you enjoy the rest of this day and this week. We'll see you for worship next Sunday, if not before. Enjoy the day, everyone. Yep, have a great week. All right, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Sermon Eastside Podcast. For more resources and information about our church, visit www.LibertyHarrisburg.org. That's Liberty with an I, Harrisburg.org.